This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Thank you guys for all the questions. I'm going to keep trying to hit football questions for now, although I am running out a little bit, so we may get a little bit weird in this segment. So, Bengals and Cavs, me too. Bengals and Cavs fan says, is Burrow already the most impactful player in Bengals history? Only three full seasons in, but the culture shift feels like a whole different team. Would love to hear your thoughts. I don't I don't think I can put him there just yet. And there's two guys I'm thinking of, both played quarterback. I think he's above tough to say, Anthony Munoz, who was probably the best offensive tackle of all time. But quarterback just has such an importance on what, like you said, the culture and the shift and all of that. So if you put Munoz above him, I fully understand that. And I might believe that. But to make the argument, I don't think he I don't think he's currently above Boomer Esiason and Ken Anderson. A because they both won NFL MVP awards. They both led the team to a Super Bowl. And they just did it longer. I think that's the big part is Burrow has a very, very good shot of getting there and being the most impactful player in Bengals history, especially if he ever wins a Super Bowl, um, hopefully this year. Uh, but I I think you have to give those two a little bit more credit as of now, just because they did it for longer. Now, I think Burrow's going to pass them probably relatively soon on his second contract. But for me, I would still have those two ahead of him. And you could probably make the argument for Munoz as well until this year the only hall of fame member of the cincinnati Bengals. so ken riley i guess you could i don't think i could make the case for ken riley over burrow to be honest even though he was a hall of fame player and fifth i think in the all-time interceptions list heck of a player let's talk offensive line depth from tom snyder more over our drafted guys versus undrafted free agents over the last couple of years. Do guys like Ben Brown and Kirkland have a shot at making the roster over guys like Smith and Hill, knowing Smith is offensive tackle and the others are guard? I think Smith is battling uh, Cody Ford, Jackson Carmen for a spot on the team. I don't think he's battling those two. I think that um, Ben Brown, kind of a sleeper to take Trey Hill's job. I'm not sure he will. The team does seem to like Trey Hill quite a bit. But Ben Brown, from most people, was a draftable guy. And Trey Hill got drafted at, I think, the end of round six, maybe early round six. But it was round six. It was late. It was before Trey Smith, of course. But it was late. Wrong Trey drafted. Um, I think Ben Brown could push that 
I don't have a take on Kirkland, to be honest. And I've watched all the preseason games too. And I just, he's kind of just there. I think Ben Brown could push though. Let's hit. What do you think from Dig Lebowski, the art dude? What do you think are the three biggest questions for the Bengals in the 2023 season? I think safety is a big question. That's a little bit for the people that really follow the team, but both safeties are gone. So how does that play continue? Can Luana Rumo still get a similar level product out of the defense? Because the defense has sneakily been better than the offense the past couple of years, especially in the postseason. The second question is the offensive line. It's always going to be the offensive line until they show that they can perform at a high level. I was saying similar things last year that I was this year about how this is the best offensive line since 2015, assuming Lyle Collins would be a top five right tackle like he was in Dallas, and that didn't happen, and that Jonah Williams would at least stay stagnant with his trajectory, who ended up regressing. So things can always happen, and it makes it disappointing. I don't see that happening with Orlando Brown. Jonah to be determined at right tackle. That is just a big transition, but I I think that's always going to be a big question. And I guess the last question for the Bengals in the 2023 season is, can you really win home field advantage in the one seed? Something they've never done. It's something they haven't really even been in contention for. If you think of last season, let's say they win that Bills game, they still wouldn't have won the one seed or even pushed for it because the Chiefs were a full game of head, full game ahead. So can you win all the games you're supposed to win? I'm thinking Steelers week one, I'm thinking Cowboys week two, and I'm thinking the Browns on uh, Halloween. Can you win two of those games next year? You could drop a game you are in 50-50 with, which they seem to win all of those somehow against the Chiefs, against the Bills until the AFC Championship game, but that's a whole different story in the regular season. Can they can they really make that one seed? And if you do get the one seed as a team, there's a heavy correlation with that quarterback winning the MVP award, which I guess could be another question. Okay. Do-do-do. We're going to hit... Eric, the Cincy Cat. Mike, when did you fall in love with football? Young age. I can't tell you exactly when. I was a kid. I think it was probably a combination of watching on TV, and I loved having um, Madden 2003 and 2004. I liked 2004 more. I was a little bit older when I played that one. Um, That was a lot of fun. I used to play the two-minute drill thing all the time. I used to play play now against my twin brother all the time and had a lot of fun memories with that and then just watch football with that the Bengals were fun in 2004 2005 2006 just because of uh chad johnson and the offense so next question is are the Bengals your favorite team in all sports i'd say so i love the the cleveland cavaliers but i don't know if i'd go to a game a year for the Cavs if they were five hours away from me like cincinnati is And finally, what is your favorite dish to make with your significant other? Mine is chicken parm. As an Italian, it is, but I don't really make that with. I was going to say, you know, the Sunday sauce and, you know, maybe homemade pasta, maybe dried bronze dyed pasta, but I kind of do that on my own. (laughs) Um, Meatballs is very fun to make with people. 
I I love I also love barbecuing and slow smoking things. And my fiance usually takes over on uh, mac and cheese and I'm tossing in the smoker and uh, cornbread. I do a jalapeno cornbread. That's awesome. So I think that's probably the most fun dish I make with my future wife. Jimmer time. What are you oh, where you kind of covered the three Bengals storylines, but let's go to predict the AFC North team records and standings feels deep. I hate doing um, records. Like the Bengals feel like a 12 and four team. I still haven't really adjusted to the 17 games anymore. So could that be 13 and four? Could that be 12 and five? I think they're going to push for 13 wins, but we'll see if they can hit it. I think the Ravens will be right behind them. I think it'll be close. And that's a lot of, I wasn't sure Lamar's going to play, but once he signed that extension, they're a good team. And I think they'll push They're They feel pretty similar, like a 12 and four, but I do think I like the Bengals more. So let's say Bengals 13, four Ravens, 12 and five. I'm going to go with the Steelers next at nine and eight, because Tomlin can never have a losing season. And then the Browns at let's say eight and nine, maybe seven and 10. It's a tough division for them. They, I will believe Watson when I see it um, and I'm rooting against it. So that would be the records and standings. And finally, which AFC North team will challenge the Bengals the most offensively and defensively? I think offensively, it'll probably be, I don't, I can't say any of those teams really, I'm not going to say that they're bad offensively, but I don't believe in the Browns. And then if you're looking at the Ravens and Steelers, I'm more worried about both those teams defensively. Like I think they're going to give the Bengals offense troubles. And I don't really even know which one I would lean because the Ravens played them well in the playoffs on defense and in that final regular season game. And even in the game before that, but the Steelers, I don't know how TJ Watt is able to jump up and just catch the ball like that, but it should be illegal. So both those teams are going to give them issues defensively, but I don't think, are going to give the the Bengals offense issues, but I don't see those offenses giving the Bengals defense issues. Like I would probably be a little bit surprised if they give up 30 plus points to any of those teams. It can always happen. Let's hit a quick one from Tommy, Mr. Elite 83. Is it cool to wear house slippers in an apartment? Yes. Why would it not be just because they're called house slippers? (laughs) It's a fun one. Um, Let's hit these replies. Okay, T-Skull. Thoughts on the Reds' new uniforms? Uh, I like the uniforms. I didn't like the logo. I'm not a Reds fan, though. So, I mean, I, I'll i be a fair-weather guy if they're ever good. <laughs> Favorite style of pizza? I bet you're a Sicilian kind of guy. I mean, I'm maybe it comes from the heritage. I'm not from Sicily, my family. We're from Naples. So, Napoli Italiano is probably my favorite style of pizza something about just the basics of it i also do love a ham tossed uh italian american new york style i think with the pepperoni if the pepperoni curls and it's got that good grease hitting the pie that's a good slice of pizza okay kevin brown top three football movies in order i don't know if i can do in order remember the titans is probably number one um and then i start falling apart because i think they're that's really the only football movie i love other than that like there's good ones there's ones that are kind of weird and 
I'm going to go with the comebacks. And I, I have not seen this since I was a teenager, but I thought that movie was hilarious with the ACL tear, a seal Terry and everything to go with that. I'm not going to go back and watch it. There's probably stuff I won't like anymore now that I'm an adult, but I'm going to say the comebacks are up there. And then, I mean, the last one, man, I'm probably forgetting something like I, I, <laughs> The only one that's popping into my mind is Radio and The Blind Side. And I like Radio more than The Blind Side. I didn't really love The Blind Side. I thought it portrayed Michael Orr in a weird way. Uh, and he kind of came out and said that as well. So I, I don't know. We'll go with Radio and somebody will yell at me about some movie that I should have picked. And they'll be right because I just can't think of one. Brian asks, should there be a whiteout version of Who Day? Absolutely. I love the whiteout. I went to that game Thursday night football against the Dolphins last year, and a whiteout who day would be pretty awesome. Brian, different Brian, B. Art Bow asks, what's your favorite cut of steak and favorite way to cook it? Ribeye and reverse sear if I have time. Um, if I'm in a rush, I will sear and then finish in the oven. But ribeye for sure. Let's see. Do, do, do. All right, I did ask for Revolutionary War questions. Other than George Washington, what founding father had the biggest impact on the creation of the United States of America? That would probably be Thomas Jefferson for buying half the country. I think that's the easy one to take. And I know there's other issues with uh, TJ, but he was, I think all in all, he was a pretty good president considering the time. Let's hit... Are you looking forward to any of this summer's sequels, Raiders, Mission Impossible, etc.? I'm not a Mission Impossible guy, and I, that's mostly because I haven't watched them. I've watched one Mission Impossible movie, and I thought it was good, but I think it was like number four. Didn't watch the new one. Indiana Jones, I'm not sure how hyped I'm supposed to be, because I saw Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull in theaters as a teenager with my dad, and it was weird. So in old, even older Indiana Jones than that? I'm not sure how hype I can get. I'm going to watch it. I'll be in the theater, but I'm not sure how good it's going to be. I think the most hype sequel for me was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and I loved it. So it already came out, and it was great. Let's hit, um, I mean, a quick one from Adam Wheels. I think I already answered one of his questions, but when are you getting married? June 1st, 2024. Uh, almost a year from now. So it's creeping up on me. Draft guy Jared asks, is the Battle of Bunker Hill overrated? Did we really win the war if there's a New England part of America? And how far could you throw a cannonball? Uh, Bunker Hill, I will say, is not overrated, although I think the Battle of Trenton may be the most important. I am not a huge history buff. I just think it's fun to talk about. Did we really win the war if there's a New England? Absolutely. Just like New York. It's better than York. And how far could you throw a cannonball? I'm going to answer this seriously because I'm going to look up how much they weigh. How much is the average cannonball weight? Oh, 8 to 10 pounds? I'm going to toss that thing 30 yards. And you can't prove me wrong. Uh, last one. Another fun one. Revolutionary War adjacent. If you're being forced into the Revolutionary War, I'd probably, I don't know. Which six Pokemon would you bring to battle alongside you? uh abra is my favorite i'm gonna bring that and uh the british will never see a confusion coming pikachu because that'll freak people out charizard that'd be pretty cool to get a flame throwing and this is also like what i used in pokemon 
red whenever I have played that, although ruby red for the color. Um, let's say Mewtwo for the power, Gyarados, because that's a fun one to ride, and we will go with Zapdos to fly around on. So there's six Pokemon and completely overpowered. That was it. I'm sorry if I didn't get to your question. I think there were a couple I didn't get to. I was trying to do it live and wing it. It is hard as a one-man band, but we made it. So until next time, I will catch you guys later on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.